Give me a few seconds. I think we're live. For the Grind Mastermind, episode 12. It is July 17th, 2023. Chris, how in the world are you? I'm good. I just got back from New York at the beginning of the week. I spent uh, one week in New York City, Manhattan. Enjoy some time off. It's been a while. So the plan was uh, not to use, not to take my laptop. Uh, so I decided just to take my iPad, right? To check emails and maybe to do some quick things. And uh, the faith wanted that I left my iPad in the on, on the airplane when I landed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I ended up not even using my app, but it was awesome. And then I got back in touch with the the airline and collected my iPad on my way back. Okay. So, so logistically you got it all you got it all figured out. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes things happen for a reason as they say, right? Exactly, it's a sign from destiny. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And you were in London too, right? Uh I went to London just to meet up with our friend Sergey, but just one day like back and forth. Yeah. It was nice connecting uh I last saw him when I was there in Toronto in 2019, right? So it's been right. a while. <laughs> what did you think of uh, New York City? Oh, New York, loved it. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. Especially, I can compare it to other places in the US. Compared to Los Angeles, I would probably say there's a lot more going on in New York, definitely. It's also, people are also a bit nicer, probably. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, I'm not used to like a, a big city, but mm-hmm. New York is the it's like one of the, the biggest top, top of the top. Yeah, and I have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I kind of what I tried to do was kind of trying to be there as a someone living there, not not like a tourist. So I kind of avoided all most of the touristy stuff. Mm-hmm. I still woke up at 5 a.m., went for runs in Central Park every day with my brother. Nice. Did some burpees. <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty cool. I kind of imagined myself leaving there, kind of immersed myself in the city. It was pretty cool. That's great. That's great. What I just got uh, I got back from my bachelor party last night. I'm wiped. <laughs> so this will be... <laughs> I guess not, from your face. Yeah, not that I'm the most energetic person to begin with, but... Uh, I'll be a little lower energy than normal today, but anyways, we can jump in. We can get the business stuff going, and uh, might be a grind, slightly, might be a slightly shorter. Waits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to jump in? Let me pull up from last week. Chris had to number one enjoy the vacation. Number two, try the podcast video experiment, and number three, restructure the ClickUp setup. So maybe take us so, through the update and how those uh, went. So I actually this weekend I also went through my quarterly review, where I basically reviewed Q2 and kind of planned for Q3. So I couldn't get to the the podcast yet, just because I'm finishing the book that I. So this new idea of a podcast that I had was basically as part of my YouTube strategy. The fourth video that I post. Uh, every month is going to be just audio basically and I'm going to repurpose that as a podcast 
Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea that I got from the Founders Podcast is basically to go through either biographies or books about advertising, copywriting, copywriters, and uh, yeah, basically kind of read my notes, go through these books and kind of connect the dots, connect ideas for the audience. And it's also a pretty interesting project just for me as well, just for learning, my personal learning and to increase my knowledge uh, on my craft, basically. So I'm finishing this book, which is called The Real Mad Men. And it's nice because it goes through the real kind of the Mad Men, kind of Mad Men. Yeah, like the show, TV show. It's basically goes through the entire history of like 19th, uh, 20th century advertising. yeah, and goes through the evolution, uh, the creating creative revolution, the 60s, 70s, and compares it to the TV show. Like, was it real? Was it fake? And how was it different? And I'm going to use that as the pilot episode for the podcast, just because it's a nice introduction, a nice overview of the whole advertising scene and how it evolved. Right. So I'm kind of, uh, I just need like the last 50 pages to finish. And hopefully this week I'm going to post it. It's in the plans, so it's that's one goal for next two weeks. It's record the first podcast episode. I already. Okay. I know that you use Podbean. I signed up for Budsprout just because my, my brother recommended it, and uh, it's what a lot of people use. Yeah, I think and that's one have, of the popular ones. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm trying that out as well. What yeah, about we'll um? Chris, could could you read? Because if you're gonna post four YouTube videos a month, are any of the other videos like not that reliant on visual? Because if they're not, you might be able to repurpose more of them, right? Obviously, your teardowns require video. Yeah. Um, but if any of the other ones, like for example, your what is copywriting video yeah, that you true. posted, so keep that in mind, right? One of the good things about podcasting is if you're already doing mid to long range videos. Like those might just be easy episodes right there, right? But anyways, just yeah, the, food for the, thought. The thing is, I wanted to kind of consider this as a, like a, its own separate product. So like right, unless like you're doing that podcast. theme, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. in this podcast show, so I do X. I'm probably yeah. trying to keep it separate and just like talk about this stuff, and just because maybe, maybe it will grow on its own and it's going to be a separate thing. I don't want it to be like conflicting, uh, mixed up. I just want to be pretty clear, pretty specific value proposition, and people understand what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and starting with one a month uh, should be fine. Uh, we'll see. Right. All right. So record first um, podcast episode. What yeah. So the other thing that I decided uh, this morning, as I was finishing up my review, which is what you already went through. It's basically to transition my daily newsletter into weekly, uh-huh. and you'll get the you'll get the email. Today, actually, after after this call is going out, basically, just I just realized that I want to kind of explore the content side, like YouTube and all the podcast stuff, a bit more. And it's still, even though I've been able to reduce the time that it takes me every day to write that, uh, like to 20, 30 minutes, uh, with repurposing as well. I still realize that it's kind of a barrier and it, it didn't get as much return as I thought. And also I got a lot of feedback from people saying, 
it's a bit overwhelming getting it every day i have to save it for like the end of the week so at the end of the day i think probably sending one a week that it's also going to be probably a bit more crisp and uh practical because I collect ideas throughout the week and then at the end of the week I'm going to write it mm -hmm. I think it's probably going to be best and also will allow me to to get those two hours two and a half hours extra per week that I can dedicate to the other stuff yeah so I, I think it makes sense I've thought a little bit about it right because there's a lot of people that have obviously made daily email work really well but I think um I think number one is like you really got to get good at writing very short but yet still entertaining emails, right? Like Ben Ben being the best, Ben Settle being the best example of it, um, where he, he probably writes those in 10 minutes, right? Part of that is obviously practice, right? He's been doing it for a while. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the classic saying, right? I would have wrote a shorter letter, but I didn't have enough time. And then secondly, I think too is depending on what you're – upselling right like if if you're upselling services you know the more clients you get from the email list the more time you have to spend servicing those clients right so then it's like this weird vicious circle well I guess virtuous virtuous cycle but um, the more clients you have the less time you have to write the emails right so maybe the daily email actually works best if you have scalable like digital products, right? Like Ben Settle does, right? So like it makes sense. If if like everything on the back end is automated and fully scalable, then yeah, it makes it so much easier to write more emails because you know, whether 10 or 100 people buy, you you don't have more work, which is another reason why it's such a great business model, right? But maybe what you and I are doing right now, daily email isn't a, isn't a perfect fit for it. I do eventually want to get back to it. I don't know about you or what you're thinking. But like if you can eventually, you know, shift everything over to like digital products one day, then it may make more sense to go back to daily email. But anyways, you don't have to convince me, right? Because I, I did the same thing, right? I shifted back to weekly. I think weekly is kind of like the standard quote unquote right now, right? Like on average. Email lists have obviously gotten super popular in like the last two-ish years, and weekly seems to be the average. But anyways, makes total sense. Uh, yeah, I also think that daily email makes sense when once you're kind of already established, because think about it: like people get on your website and maybe they don't know you, they don't know who they are, they just maybe they got referred from another newsletter, they land on your website and say, "Oh, daily email." Mm already they like they don't know you they start thinking ah who's this guy maybe well let's do a test and sign up and see how it goes i think a lot of people and i saw it from the stats they sign up they might sign up if they see that's interesting but the the it's going to be a lot of churn if they don't know you if you're still like an unknown personality like ben said a lot of people sign up to his email to the daily list because they know that it's Ben Settle. It's like this huge guy, it's a huge brand. So the trust, the trust and the authority, I think counts a lot as when you're doing daily emails. Right. And f for people, like when they don't know you, probably a weekly email is less of a commitment. Yeah. And people tend to stay on more longer. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so that makes sense to me. So we have record first podcast episode, transition to weekly email. Anything else? No, I'll just 
keep it to these two just because for the transition I'm gonna have a lot of stuff to do like I want to redesign the template I want to I have to kind of change the landing pages and stuff and also my mom is visiting oh nice so not a lot of time extra all right so I'll keep it those two can you read out my three because I have this doc open and yeah. I can't go back uh, Josh goes 30 plus cold calls per day cross promo outreach on letter growth discord yeah the channel and figure out fundraising option yeah. okay so the third the cold calling is going well on the days that I have enough time to do it so like the the ironic thing is like as we get busier and get more clients I have less time to do more outreach so I haven't met the 30 every day. Part of it is like some days I'll wake up and have like eight demos booked with clients, right? Which is the goal, right? That's why we yeah. cold call so we can set up demos. So I think we, we've, we actually had a pretty good couple weeks, um, but we're, we're getting some growing pains, right? Which is like if, if your sales team is one person, like it is for us right now, it's like the better things get, the less time you have for the top of funnel stuff. So I might adjust that to 20 plus per day. I'm gonna obviously try to get 30 plus any day I can. But like today, I have like six or seven demos booked. I'm not gonna have time. The problem is then you gotta how, prep how a few. How long is a demo? On average, so here's the thing, the call on average is like 30 to 35 minutes. It can be a little bit shorter, more often than not, if they go well, it's a little bit longer. It's more like 35 to 45 minutes. Uh, but the problem is, like, I spend a few minutes beforehand preparing, right? Checking out their website, maybe their LinkedIn, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then also after, right? Follow-up email, taking notes in HubSpot, that kind of stuff. So every demo ends up eating up, like, 50 to 60 minutes of time, which is fine right that's it's you know that's doing business right um but like every demo that i have per day is kind of like 50 ish minutes that i don't have to do cold calling right so yeah. uh, the other thing is we've been doing like we really prioritize customer success so you know with a lot of our paying clients we'll do a bi-weekly or a monthly check-in call and stuff like that so for example, one day I might wake up and have like one, two or three check-in calls with our clients, right? Which is, again, this is the price of doing business and I'm happy that we're moving in that direction. But, uh, you know, it obviously eats into time. I'll segue that into, um, we are gonna raise a little bit of money. We're, we're in, you know, near the end of our talks with a bunch of our current investors to raise a little bit more money, which is awesome because again, we're at the point where we kind of know that we need a couple more people, right? Uh, we can continue kind of at our current pace, but we think we could move much faster with even like one or two more hires. So hopefully within the two weeks, we'll have that over and done with. Um, so I'll put uh, 20 plus cold calls. Um, we'll say um, close the fundraising round. I, I think at the very least we should be able to get the documents signed. I don't know if we'll have like, you know, everything finalized and money in the bank. That's kind of out of my control, but I think we'll be able to like have most of the important stuff done. And I'm going to keep the uh, letter growth discord outreach on there. I wasn't really able to, 
um, cause we had such a hectic two weeks and then, um, yeah, I was at my bachelor party from Thursday to Sunday, which I'm still recovering from. And next weekend I'm actually going to New York cause I have a few really good yeah. friends there. So I usually go once a summer just for like a weekend. Nice. Um, so yeah, that'll be good. Things are, things are going pretty well overall. I've definitely been happy switching to the weekly email. I think, you how's know, the, how's that going? Are you getting a couple of replies? Or like compared to before? Um, not many replies. I think part of it is I probably haven't trained the list well enough or like, you know, I, I never... Did you, see, <coughs> did, did you see the open rate go up at least? The open rate has stayed very strong. So what I'll say, and, and maybe on average has gone up a little bit. Let me pull up. Yeah, I would expect going, I would expect, and I'm curious to see with mine, uh, I would expect it to be, to go up because with the daily, you know, a lot of people might not open it daily. Mine, yeah, so. mine actually went down from when I had, uh, like a hundred subs, it was like 50%. And then, uh, now that it's around 300, it's down to 36% and that's normal. Yeah. Uh, which I think is still, still pretty good for a daily email, but I'm curious to see hopefully going up when it goes weekly yeah I, I just pulled up my thingy if i go back to like when i was daily i'd say on average it looks like it was around 35 to like 43 percent mm. on average um and since then when i shifted to weekly it has gone up it's kind of like mid 40s one email had a 51 percent open rate so yeah, I, I wouldn't say huge, but it, I'd say maybe like a 5%-ish increase. Um, I also think that there's a higher click rate from what I'm seeing. Like I'm just looking roughly at the data, um, which is good. I also think I'm a little, I'm being a little bit more intentional with having like proper calls to action. But yeah, I, I think, I don't know if you, if you agree with this, but I think after you spend like a few years building businesses, really of any kind, you kind of like become, I'll put in quotations, like you kind of like become one with the business and you can kind of feel what you need to do, you know? Mm. Like you could probably feel within the last few weeks, like uh, this daily email's kind of like irking me yeah. and I don't know if it's the right direction for right now, you know? And part of it is numbers and part of it is, you know, calendar and goals and part of it's just that like gut feeling of like, I don't think is the you know this is the best way to spend my time but yeah yeah with the weekly as well you kind of create some uh, a bit more expectations like expectancy like from your list so in theory they like should look forward more to getting your email and seeing what you're up to just because they don't hear from you for a whole week mm -hmm. so we'll see I guess alrighty you want to move on to uh, tools and books of the week? Uh, tools and books. Uh, I mean, I, I I haven't finished any book this week, which is rare, just <laughs> because I was in New York. But I'm uh, reading The Attention Merchants, which is an interesting an interesting overview again at advertising and uh, capturing attention but from kind of from the other side so the side of uh, advertising kind of uh, I wouldn't say negative in a negative way but in a way that yeah 
captures people's attention sometimes uh, when they're un unwilling to give it away. So uh, I would say I, I would probably recommend this uh, the real um, real Madman book and the Attention Merchants just to get the two different perspectives. One hmm. kind of looks at copywriting advertising from the lens of uh, the art, the craft, how it works, uh, how it evolved, and the other one how it captures attention, how it monopolizes attention, and also how it evolved through all the different mediums. Medium. Right. All right. I have those in the show notes. So if anybody listening and watching, just check the description after this, and you'll see those names there. Um, on my end, I'm still reading. So I'm still reading The 48 Laws of Power. It's just such a big dense book i'm finding it very entertaining like it, it's a good read it's just it's kind of like a more interesting textbook right so like those yeah. textbook style book like you know i normally don't love the textbook type of books um but this one's actually very good but the problem is it's just like every page is packed with so much text and story that it's just kind of a slow read and some nights I'm just like not in the mood for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm still reading it. I want to finish it. One thing I might do is just like skip to more of the lessons that apply more to me. Because like some of them I read and they just like don't really apply to me right now. So maybe what I'll do is, and curious to get your thoughts because I think you've read the book, right? Actually, half. Okay. Okay. So you can relate then, I guess. So what, what yeah. I might do is just like skip to the lessons I want to read right now and keep it more as like a reference. You know what I mean? Yeah. For down the road. And so I, I picked up shoe dog again. I read shoe dog like every two years and uh, I was just like, okay, I need a biography. I need to get back to like a, you know, a business biography. So I'm reading that again. I mean, I think it's one of the all time greats, right? If you want to read a, a business biography or autobiography, it's yeah. probably one of the better books I've ever read, especially in that genre. Um, so I'll mention those in the show notes. And then in terms of tools, um, shoe dog, um, I've been using this new, I found this really cool new AI short snippet creator called Video. Again, I'll put it in the, in the description video.ai I've tried a couple of them I think I've, I think I even mentioned a few others on previous episodes but this is the one I'm liking the most right now where you basically and Chris you should look into it if, if you're gonna get into more YouTube videos you copy paste a YouTube video or you drag and drop a video file and it will auto generate clips that you can you know delete edit pick download and then um, I think it also has like an AI description generator. I haven't used that because I'm still in the free trial, but um, it's been really good, right? Because what I do is I take this podcast or I take my immigration podcast and I chop it up and I post them on social and uh, it's been really helpful for that. So I'll link to it in the description. The free plan is pretty good. Uh, give it a try and uh, I earn nothing from it. I'm not affiliated whatsoever. But video, if you're out there, let me know. We can talk shop. Anyways, so that's yeah, my uh, using, book and tool of the week. I've been using that Opus 
again for the short snippets. What do you think of uh, it? Yeah, like fifty percent of the videos are I quite are quite good. So yeah, if you don't want to spend anything and just get your short snippets, it's pretty good. It's pretty. Good. I I think video is a little bit better. I think they're both gonna. Con I'll, I'll link to both in the description. Um, I think they're both pretty good, and both of them are going to get better. But I really like the UX of uh, Video better. I, if I could compare the two, I'd say Opus is probably better at picking the right timestamps to create snippets of. But I think that Video, the snippet editing, like post production editing and downloading and stuff, makes it much easier. Um, I don't What's the design of the of the caption like is it the same? Well, you can kind of just pick, right? You pick a theme, so it's like, okay, what's the background color? What's the text? Blah blah blah. But then you can edit all of it, right? You can edit yeah. the text, color. You can edit the font, blah blah blah. So again, I find like on average, the Opus clips that they pick are a little bit better, but then it's harder and takes longer to edit them um, and finalize them and download them. And like rename rename them and stuff like that. But anyways, I recommend trying both. They both have a good free trial, and you'll you'll see for yourself. I also think both are going to get much better right over the next like six twelve months as they improve features and the AI stuff gets better. So, anyways, uh, speaking of video, I actually posted my second video. I don't know if you saw it, but I posted it when I was in New York, and it's kind of oh, a yeah. mix of me speaking to the camera and uh, screen shares. Okay, so what's the top? I, oh, build a six-figure copywriting business? Yeah, it's okay. about productivity, basically. So showing tools, uh, how I manage 98 projects. views, okay. Let me... Yes, uh, they, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing videos actually going, like, organically without me doing anything. Like, there's a lot of, uh, like, views are going up. So the trend is positive, and that's why I also want to focus a bit more on that rather than the newsletter. Right. Uh, but yeah, yeah I found this to... really. I found this pretty good editor through Upwork, so we're working pretty well together. Are you? What are you and doing for like? Are you doing any SEO for like? Yeah, yeah. Title I use, and uh, description. I use VidIQ basically okay. for the research, and yeah, for the tags and everything. So to get ideas. Yeah, your copywriting video is 180 views. This one has 98 views from five days. Yeah. yeah. I like the and thumbnails. It, and it, oh yeah, that's the that's the editor as well. He makes those. Yeah. Cool. Even though I, uh, speaking with Sergey, he recommended the thumbnails to be more, to be simpler and also a bit more on brand, using my colors and everything. Uh, those look look quite good as because they are distinctive, but they are a bit crowded and kind of generic as far as, col as colors, like a bit of the same as you see everywhere else. So it's not super right. recognizable. I mean, that's not well, a bad thing, right? There, you see them everywhere else for a reason, because they work. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that makes sense. All right. Anything else uh, before we get on with our day? No, we're all good. Already in the works. So I will save those goals for the next episode. Um, for those of next you. Episode watching going to be in italy all right we all we'll talk about that off off air yeah um 
If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe. We do record this live, so if you're subscribed, you could actually tune in and watch the episode live as we record it. Um, if you're listening and you want to watch, then check us out on YouTube. I'll, the, the link, I think, is always in the description. Uh, otherwise, any subscribes and reviews and all that stuff is super helpful. Other than that, we will be live in about two weeks for episode number 13. And uh, that's it, Chris. Everything good yeah. on your end? Yep. All good. All righty. Have a great week, everyone. And we will see you in the next episode. All righty.